Shalom to all. Today's office of Yudalif, Yud we are starting the top line, the second word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sar, Bas, Yaakov, Misha, Her, Nishama, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef, Yantip, and Rabbi Usher, Anshul, his Nishama, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now we concluded yesterday, right in the middle of a sugi between Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish. The case we were discussing is, Reuven was married to two women and died without children. Shimon did to one of them, but then decided to marry her. Both Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish agree that he only has an Isra love to marry her, and therefore the Kiddushin is Typhus. Is regarding the Isra the other brothers have to her and to the Tsara. Rabbi Yechon holds that there's only an Isra lav to her and no Isra kares. Rish Lakish holds that the other brothers have an Isra kares to her and to the Tsara. The Gemara then brought a Brisa in which the Rasha seemed to be a proof for Rabbi Yechon and the Seifa proof for Rish Lakish. The Rasha stated that if Shimon did Chalitza, then married his Chalitza, then died without children, his other brothers must do Chalitza. We see from here that there's only an Isra lav, and that's why Chalitza is necessary, because if there's an Isra kares, then Chalitza wouldn't be necessary. Seems like a riot for Rabbi Yechonon. The Seifa, however, states that if one of the brothers married this woman, the Kiddushin is not Typhus. Seems to be like Rishlakish, that there's an Isser Kares, and that's why Kiddushin isn't Typhus. So now I think where it provides two different ways to understand the Brisa. The first is going to be according to Rishlakish, which means that the Rasha needs explanation, remember, because the Rasha seemed to be like Rabbi Yechanan, and the second is like Rabbi Yechanan, which means the Seifa needs explanation. So the Gemara tells us, Ravashi sarva like Rishlakish, Ravashi holds like Rishlakish, Umatarits like Rabbi Shimon, and he explains the first part of the Brisa like Rabbi Shimon, Ravina sarva like Rabbi Yechanan, Ravina holds like Rabbi Yechanan, Umatarits like Rabbi and he explains the second part of the Brisa like the Rabbanon. Now we explain this. Ravashi Sarva like Rish Lakish, he holds like Rish Lakish, and Matat Slak Rib Shimon, he explains the first part of the Brisa like Rib Shimon. So now we're going to explain the Brisa according to this Mahalach. Hachalitz the Vimta Vachazar Kitcha, someone does Chalitza to Zivama, and then he's Makadish her, he marries her, Tsricha Chalitza Mino Achin, she needs Chalitza from the other brothers. That was the first part of the Brisa. Man Achin, which brothers are we talking about? Achin Hayuloidim, we're talking about brothers that were born after the Chalitza happened. Kiman, who's that like Rib Shimon? It's just like Rib Shimon. Remember, we've spoken about this case extensively. It's called Eshes and we've explained that in a scenario where Reuven dies, Shimon marries the Yavama, and then Levi is born, if Shimon dies without children, according to Reb Shimon, Levi is allowed to marry the Yavama. And now we would explain the Sefer the Bride, so Amar Echad if one of the brothers that was already previously born got up, the kitchen was Makadish this Yavama, and the Olive Klum, there's no Kiddushin, Kiddushin is in Typhus, Kaman who's that like, Kirish Lakish is just like Rish Lakish. Now Ravina Savalak we had said that Ravina holds like Rabbiachan, he explains the Sefer the Bride like the Rabbanon, so the way we would understand the Bride, now is a chalitz leivim to v'chaz of a kitcha. Someone does chalitza to his yivama and then he marries her. Three chalitza min achin. She needs chalitza from the brothers. Man achin. Which brothers does she need chalitza from? Achin and Eladim. Brothers that were born before the chalitza happened. They only have iser lav to her. Kaman krabi echanon. That's like krabi echanon. Now the sefer of the brasa would be understood as Amar echanon min ayuludim. If one of the brothers that was born after the chalitza happened got up the kitcha and he was makadish this yivama and all of klum. There's no kiddushin being typhus. Kaman krabanon. It's just like the rabbanon that holds that this brother that was born afterwards he does not. Not have the ability to do Kiddushin. Now the Gemara is going to bring another case in which we can understand it according to the Shitas of Rabbi Yechon Rish Lakish. Itmar Habal Yavama. A person married the Yavama, meaning he married his Yavama, he did Yibam, Uba Echon Mena Achen Al Tsarasa, and then one of the brothers married the Tsara. Now we know that once Yibam or Chalitza happens, the Tsara is also to all the brothers. And here we have a brother marrying the Tsara. Pligibar Vachar Ravina, Vachar Ravina, are you about this? Chadamar, one of them says Bakaris, he has Isser Kares. Bachadamar Basay, one of them says he was just Ivar Alav. Mandar and Bakaris, the one that says that he has Isser Kares, that's Krish Lakish. Just like Rish Lakish, the one that says he has Isra say, that's Krabi just like Krabi And now we're going to moving on to discuss the case of a Saita and her Tsara, but it's important to understand the terminology being used here. So the classic case of a Saita is where a man suspects his wife of inappropriate interaction with a different man, so he warns her, Al Tisriam Ishplani, don't seclude yourself with that man. If there's Adim that she did seclude herself with him, then she's brought to the base of Mekdash, given Mesaita to drink, and this Mesaita will determine if she indeed did Nevair with this fellow. The Gamar Namur Bez is going to call that a case of Saita Safik. Here we 
we begin with a case of Saita Vadai, which means that we have Adim that she actually was Mizane with that man. So the Gemara says, Amrav Yudam Rav, Tsara Saita, the Tsara of a Saita. And over here, we're talking about a woman who was Mizane. So a man is married to two women, and one of those women was Mizane. Her Tsara is Asura, is Asur to the brother if that man dies without any children. And how do we know that the Tsara of a Saita is Asur? Because Tomok Sevaka It says the word Toma by her, just like it says by Arias. In the case of Saita, it says Venistra Vahinit Ma. And by Arias, it says the word Tama as well. And just like we know that in case of Yibam, Tsaras Erva is Asur, so too Tsaras Saita is going to be Asur in the case of Yibam. But now Masr of Chizra, Chizda asks, How can you say that Tsaras Asur? Reb Shimon Aim Reb Shimon says, Bi Asai Chalitzasa Me'echav Shal Rishon Paiteras Tsarasa. The Bia or Chalitza, meaning the Yibam or Chalitza from the brother of the first husband, is going to pata the Tsara. Now this needs understanding. So this Mishnah that his quote is being taken from is referring to the case where a woman's husband went overseas for a business trip and then someone came and testified that he died and Bezin allowed her to remarry. Then, after she remarried, the husband reappeared. And after her original husband reappeared, both of her husbands died without children. The Chum and Reb Shimon argue what happens with the wife herself, but both agree that the Tsara is permitted to the brother. This woman is in some form considered a Saita because she lived with another man while still married to her husband, and nonetheless, we see that her Tsara is permitted. Amil Harav, Rav will tell you that these two cases are different. Amil Chana Saita Dairaisa. I was telling you about a case of Saita Dairaisa, a married woman who was knowingly Mazana. Fat Amitli Saita Drabanon, and you're telling me about a case of a Saita Drabanon? This woman wasn't knowingly Mazana. The Bezdin allowed her to remarry. Even Bezdin thought that her husband had died. So, yes, she is technically considered a Saita, but it's only a case of Saita Drabanon. Technically, she was allowed to marry the second husband of hers. So, Rav is saying, you can't ask from that case on my case of Saita. The Gemara asked with the Karla, my Karla, the one that asked the question, why did he ask the question? He knew that he was asking a question from the case of Saita Drabanon. The Gemara answers, Kasava, that's because of Chizda holds, called the Taken Rabbanon, Kain Dairaisa Taken. Anything the Rabbanon establishes just like a Dairaisa, so he thought they were on the same level. But now, Master Ravashi Ravashi asked a question on a Rav from the classic case of Saita. A man had warned his woman not to seclude herself with another man. And then she secluded herself with that person. And she waited the amount of time that she could have become Tame, meaning she could have had relations with him. She's usher to her husband. If her husband is a Kain, she's not allowed to eat Truma. She's considered like she was Mizana, even though we don't know for sure, but she's considered like she was Mizana, and therefore she's not allowed to eat Truma. If her husband dies without children, then she gets Chalitza and she does not get Yibam. So we see from here, the regular case of Saita, the Saita herself needs Chalitza. That would mean that the Tsara herself would be permitted to have Yibam done to her. How could Rav say that the Tsara is Asr? So Rav, Rav would answer once again, I was telling you about a case of a Saita Vadai, someone who's for sure Mizane. And you're talking to me about a case of a Saita Safek. We don't know if she was Mizane. You can't ask from a question of Safek on Vadai. The Gemara Sumashna Saita Vadai, why is Saita Vadai different than Safek? My time, why is that? Mishum because it says Toma by her. And Amr Alf, we had compared her to a case of a rise by Yibum that also says Toma. Saita Safik Nami Toma Ksivaba. By Saita Safik, also the word Toma is stated by her. So she should have the same din as a Saita Vadai. The time you have a brass or Bismin Kifar Ayyumashim Rebelazar, Hamasa Grushasa, a person wants to remarry his wife that he had divorced after she married someone else. Minhani Suin, if she had married that other person, Asuras, then he's not allowed to remarry her. Minha Erisin, but if she didn't marry someone else, there was just Erisin, then Muteras, he is allowed to remarry her. Misham Shinera, because the Pasuk says, after she became Tame with another person, but she didn't become Tame with another person if there was just Erisin and not Nisuin. In both of these cases, he's also to remarry this woman that he had divorced. So how did the Rabban understand this Pasuk of The Rabbi Saita Shinistra, it's including a Saita that had Stira, she just secluded herself, but we don't know if she did Navera. So we see that according to the Chabim, we have a Pasuk that says the word Tame by a Saita Suffolk. The Rabbi says, no, that's not a Raya, because Umay Nistra, what does it mean Nistra in this Pasuk? Nivala, it means she actually had be with that other man.
Ken. So why are we saying Nistra that she secluded herself? Why don't we say that she had Bia with him? We're trying to use a proper Lashon. We're trying to use a clean Lashon. And that's why we say Nistra, but really she had Bia. Ask the Gemara if we're talking about a case where she had Bia with the other man, there's another Pasuk that already talks about the Beferish. We already had that in Ahmed Aleph, and that Pasuk was Vinistra Vihinatma. So what do we need two Psukim for? The Gemara answers, Lameka Malab Alav, to say that her original husband has a love, he's not allowed to live with her after she's Mizana with another man. Through Rishis Daicha the Kasha, and it turns out that there is no Pasuk of Tameh by a case of Safek Saita. And Rishis Ben Kiefer, he says, Lav Besaita Lasle, there is no love by the case of a Saita, but feels a Nami, even if she was for sure Mizana. My time, why is that Havai of Ishas Ksiva? Because it's written Havai and Ishas by her. So bottom line is, we have no questions on Rav's statement. Now, in the course of asking this question on Rav, we had brought up the concept of Machsir Grushasai, a person who wants to remarry the woman that he divorced. Now, the Gemara is going to continue talking about that, but let's just try to understand it briefly. If a non kayane divorces his wife, he is allowed to remarry her as long as she didn't marry someone else in the interim. But if she married someone else and then her second husband died or divorced her, her original husband is not allowed to remarry her. So now the Gemara says, Bamine says, A person remarried the woman that he divorced after she married someone else. He remarried her Be'isr, Umes, and then he died without children. Tsarasamahu. What about her Tsara? What about this fellow's other wife? Is she allowed to marry one of the brothers? Is there a mitzvah of Yibam? Are they allowed to be Miyabim her? And now we just explain this question a little bit further. I'll leave it to Rabbi Yisim and Kefer, This is not a question according to Rabbi Yisim and Kefer. Kivin to Amr Rabbi Yisim and Kefer, Toma Machsagrushasa Since Rabbi Yisim and Kefer holds that this Pasuk of Toma is written specifically by this case of Machsagrushasai, Tsarasa Kamaisa, her Tsara would be just like her and there would be no Yibam by her Tsara either. And he, if you would want to suggest that since it says in the Pasuk she's a Tayeva, and you might want to learn from there that she herself, this woman, is a Tayeva, but her Tsar is not a Tayeva, we could still understand it a little bit differently. We could understand it as he Tayeva Tayeva, she herself, this woman who was remarried by Isser, she's a Tayeva, but her children that are born afterwards are not Tayeva. However, Hatsarasa Tayeva, her Tsar is still is a Tayeva. So the question is not according to Abiyasim and Kefer. So what are you asking in? Even though the Rabbanon say that the Pasuk of Toma is talking about a Saita, but perhaps I'll say, we're not going to take the Pasuk out of its simple understanding, and the Pasuk still could be talking about perhaps Once we already use this Pasuk to explain it to be talking about Saita, we're not able to explain it to be talking about Machsagrushasai. So according to this stage of the Gemara, the question is, if a person was Machsagrushasai after she married someone else, and then he died without children, what's the Halacha with the Tzara? Then this is a question only in the Rabbanon. Now, Ikadamri, some say it's the other way around. There's no question according to the Rabbanon. Since the Pasuk was explained to be talking about Saita, it can't be talking about Machsagrushasai. The whole question is according to Rabbi Yisim Kefer. My, how would we understand the question according to Rabbi Yisim Kefer? Even though Rabbi Yisim Kefer says that this Pasuk of Toma is talking about Machsagrushasai, but the reason why I would limit it only to the case of Machsagrushasai and not to the Tzara is because the Torah limited it by saying that she's a Te'eva, but her Tzara is not a Te'eva, perhaps the way we would understand it is he Te'eva, she's a Te'eva, but the children are not Te'eva, but her Tzara is a Te'eva, and her Tzara is also Usr. So now we have two different ways of understanding this question. It could be either only on the Rabbanon or only on Rabbi Yisim and Kefer. So Amrulay, he responded, Tanisu, we learned it. The Mishnah tells us that Reuven's married to two women, and then he dies without children. One of them is Kasher, one of them is Puzzle. If Shem's going to do Chalitza, Chalitza Psula, he should do Chalitza to the Puzzle wife. If he's going to do Yibam, Yabim Lakshera, he should do Yibam to the Kasher wife. Now, my Kshera, my Psula, what does that mean that there's a Kasher wife and there's a Puzzle wife? Even if you want to say Kshera, Kshera, Alma, Psula, Psula, Alma, then when she's a Kshera, that means she's Kasher to everyone. 
she has good yichas, she comes from a good background, and she's fine and kosher to everyone. And psula means she has a psul ba'alma. She happens to be a grusha or a chalutza, and she's not allowed to marry a kain. Ruvain wasn't a kain. Ruvain is Yisrael, and she was allowed to marry Ruvain, but she has a psul that technically she's not allowed to marry a kain. So that's the scenario we're talking about. Since Shimon is allowed to marry either of these women, what does it make a difference who he does chalitza or yibum to? He's allowed to do chalitza or yibum to whomever he wants. So El Lav, it must be that when we say Kshera, Kshera Lei, she's kosher to him. And when we say Psula, that means Psula Lei, she's puzzled to him. And Umaynihu, what's the case where we have two women falling to Shimon? One of them is kosher to him and one of them is puzzled to him. The Masagrushasai. It must be we're talking about a case where Ruvain had remarried the woman he had divorced after she married someone else. And Vikatani, what does the Mishnah say? If he's going to do Yibam, Yabim Lakshera, he should do Yibam to the kosher one, meaning he should do Yibam to the Tsara. We see from here that Tsara's Machsagrushasai is permitted. The Gemara says, Loy, that's not a Raya. When we say she's kosher, she's kosher to everyone, meaning she's a good kosher woman. Absolutely, when we say that she's possible, Psula that means that she has a psul to someone else, meaning she's a Grusha or Chalutza, and technically she's not an American. And with the Ka'amr, that which you would ask on that shot, since both these women are permitted to Shimon, what does it make a difference who he's going to marry? The answer is, Mishum Rabbi Yosef. It's because Rabbi Yosef, Dom Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Kan Shan Rabbi, over here, Rabbi taught, a person shouldn't pour out his water if someone else needs it. Just because you don't need your water, it doesn't mean you should pour it out. You should enable someone else to benefit from it. How is that relevant over here? Since one of these women is a grusha or chalutza, that means she's not allowed to marry a kain. If Shimon's going to do chalitza, so he might as well do chalitza to the woman that's not allowed to marry a kain anyway. So he should do chalitza to the woman who's a grusha or chalutza. Why do chalitza to the woman who doesn't have any psal takuna and now passel even another woman to kahuna? In Shimon's eyes, it doesn't make a difference who he does chalitza to. He doesn't really care. He's just doing chalitza to a woman. What does it make a difference to him? But in the eyes of these women, one of them anyway is pasal to kahuna. So why not do chalitza to her? She'll remain in her psal to kahuna and he shouldn't do chalitza to the other one so as not to pasal her to kahuna. And that's what we're trying to say. That if he's going to do chalitza, do chalitza to the one that's pasal anyway. So we wouldn't have a valid riot from there but we try another attempt. Tashma, the brass that tells us if a person remarries the woman he divorced after she married someone else and then he died, he she entered Tzara Nid Chalitza. Ask the Gemara, he she entered Tzara Nid Chalitza. We never find that both women need Chalitza. Only one woman needs Chalitza and that patters the other one. So Ella Ema, let's understand the Bryce as to be saying, either he or her Tzara needs Chalitza. We see from here that Tzara's Machsagrushasa is Usr. The Gemara said, that's not a Raya Vlav, true to Kamataras' law. Don't we have to be Matarits? Don't we have to answer up for this Brysa anyway? We can't read this Brysa in its simple wording. The simple wording of the Brysa doesn't make sense. So we have to answer up for that wording anyway. So Tartachi, why don't we just answer a different way? Why don't we understand the Brysa as he She needs Chalitza, but the Tzara either could get Chalitza or Yibam. So there's no conclusive proof from this Brysa. Now we just concluded a whole discussion of what's the Halacha with Tzara's Machsagrushasai. And we had two attempted Raya's and neither of them pulled through. Now we're going to have the same exact discussion just with the names of different Amayraim. Asked the following question: If a person remarries the woman he divorced after she married someone else, what's the halacha with Tzara? Amr Lei Reb Amir Rabami told him, "Why don't you ask about her herself?" So we say, "He gufa like him baili." I'm not bothered by her herself. Damrina, because we could say, "Kalvachaymer, but mutter la asura, but asur la like kolshakain." If she became asur to someone whom she used to be mutter to, she used to be mutter to remarry her husband, but then she became asur to marry him after she married someone else. So for sure, someone whom she's asur to, her brother. Law, of course, she's not allowed to marry him. Kikami Bailey, the whole question I have is Sarasa, my, what's the halacha with the Tsara? Me alim kavachimer, the midchit Tsara. This kavachimer, does it help to push away the Tsara as well? I lie. Now, 
Bar Yitzchak Masni Hachi Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak teaches the following. Amar Rav Chiyah Abba by Rav Yechon Rav Yechon asks the following question: Hamachzik Grushasim Mishenise Ismahu. What if a person remarries his Grusha after she married someone else? What's the halacha regarding her? Amar Rav Ami Tibal Chatzarasa. Why do you ask a question about the Tzara? So he answered Tzarasa like Hamibayli. I'm not bothered by the Tzara. The Loi Alim Kavuchar Melamitchi Tzara because this Kavuchar that we just had is not strong enough to push away the Tzara from Yibum. Eloki Hamibayli. What's my whole question? He Gufa. My what's the halacha regarding this woman herself? Me Alim Kavuchar Makam Mitzvah. Is this Kavuchar strong enough even in the case of Mitzvah, even in the case of Yibum? Oiloi, or is the Kavuchar not strong enough? And in the case of Yibum, we're going to say that he is allowed to marry this woman. Now Yud Beis Amad Alfan on top, we bring the same two rise we just tried to bring before. Amar Lehi said, Hanisu, we have a Mishnah. If one of these women was kosher, one of them was puzzle. Im Hayy Chaylitz Chaytzlapsul. If he's going to do Chalitza to one of them, he should do Chalitza to the puzzle one. Vim Hayy Miyabim Miyabim Lakshera. If he's going to do Yibum, he should do Yibum to the kosher one. Now my Kshera, my Psula. What does that mean that she's kosher or puzzle? You know, if you want to say Kshera, Kshera Laalma, that she's a kosher woman or Psula means Psula Laalma. She has a soul to someone in the world, meaning she's a Chalutza or a Grusha, and therefore she's not allowed to marry a Kayin. Since she is allowed to marry Shimon, my Nafkalamino. What does it make a difference whom he does Yibum or Chalitza to? He's allowed to marry both of them. So El Avim must be that Ksher is Ksher Lei. Kasher means she's allowed to marry him. Psula Psula Lei. Apostle means she's not allowed to marry him. And Umay Nihu, what does that mean? She's not allowed to marry him. Machzul Grushasa. We're talking about a case where Ruven had remarried the woman he divorced after she married someone else. Vikatani, what does that Mishnah say? Im Hayim Yabim Yabim Lakshera. If he's going to do Yibum, he should do Yibum to the Kasher one. What do we see from here? That Saras Machzul Grushasa is permitted and the Grusha herself is Usher. So once again, we say like Ksher La Alma Psula La Alma. It means that she's Kasher to everyone and Apostle means she has a psal to someone in the world. And with the comment that which you had said, since she's allowed to marry him, my nafkalim, you know, what does it make a difference who he marries or who he does chalitza to? The answer is Mishum Darb Yasef, because Rabbi Yasef. Darm Rabbi Yasef says, Kanshan Rebbe, here Rebbe taught, a person shouldn't pour out the water that he has in his pit when someone else needs them. Just because he doesn't care whom he does chalitza to, he should be thinking about other people. And if he's going to do chalitza to the wife that's allowed to marry a kain because she's not a grusha or a chalitza, so now he's going to be passing her from kahuna. That's like pouring out his water because he doesn't need it, but other people need it. That's what we're saying. He should do chalitza to the woman who anyway isn't allowed to marry a kain, and therefore that woman who is allowed to marry a kain remains in that status. So Tashma, we attempt to bring another raya. The Bryce says, says, if a person remarries a woman he divorced after she got married to someone else, he says, she and her tsara need chalitza. We ask once again, both she and her tsara need chalitza. We never find a case where both women need chalitza. So let's re-understand the Bryce to say, either she or her tsara need chalitza. We see from here that her tsara is usher. So once again, the Gemara says, Don't you already have to answer for that brisa anyway? Anyway, you can't read the brisa in its simple understanding, so we have to be metaritzet. So taratachi, why don't we understand the brisa as follows? He chaletzes, she needs chalitza, but tsarasa, I chaletzes, I must have MS, but tsara gets chalitza or yibum, and since we have opposing ways of reading this brisa, we have no raya. Bottom line is, out of this Gemara, we don't have any rayas. What happens to the tsara of machzer grushasai? We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a different case. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.